gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios and another gorgeous day in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Lovely weather. I hope you've got a couple of softball games scheduled today, Ronnie. Well, it's supposed to be two baseball games, but... That means no game. Had one rained out yesterday. Well, I'll tell you what. Supposed to have two tomorrow. Been a long time since I've seen the sunshine around this town, but... uh, Greg, uh, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Doing good. This uh, biggest thing, I can't believe this Believe this bad weather we're having. Well, and, I, heard, I heard somebody say the other day that so far this year, it's only rained twice. One for 26 days and one for 29 <laughs> days. That's about right. Well, you know, that, that was the problem in Atlanta, and we don't, we're praying for good weather. But they had a problem that years ago. Uh, we think it's going to clear out enough for them because they are about 240 miles of the west of us. Uh, but I can't, they can't let Daytona go. Uh, the two topics are Daytona and what they're going to talk about. I mean, what they're going to see with, I think people are confused about some of the rules. But, uh, well, we got a new rules package coming into play this mm, week with, uh, the restrictor plates are gone, but um, I want to mention our guest today. We've got a couple of outstanding... Uh, oh, absolutely we do. I mean, uh, one of my favorites that we have every year. He he might be the favorite. If I call him the favorite, then uh, I might call the guy next week my favorite. But uh, They're all my favorite. At 11 o'clock, we've got Kale Yarborough, who uh, just doesn't do interviews. and uh, But as he said last year, how can you turn down Greg Moore? So we ha- absolutely. We'll, have, we'll have Kale right after 11 but at 1020, we've got Ed Clark, who is the president of the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And he's down there rubbing beads and crawling around on his hands and knees praying for uh, clear weather. Because, uh, as Greg was just saying, Atlanta does have a history of uh, some pretty rotten weather going all the way back into the 60s. And uh, they will have their race tomorrow afternoon. they got the Xfinity race and a truck race today. So, uh busy schedule in Atlanta. They certainly don't need any delays. Not to mention, they got to qualify Xfinity. Uh, in fact, that that should be underway right now. It started at 9.30. Should be. And the trucks uh, after that, I believe. So, uh, Eric Amarola won the pole with uh, Stenhouse beside him on the front row yesterday. So, it's an all-forward front row. But we got to start out here and talk a little bit about that carnage uh, last Sunday afternoon and Sunday night at Atlanta, at uh, Daytona. I tell you, Barry, you're right. It People will not let it go, just like we touched on last week. We saw things we never had seen before. We saw trucks coming in on fire. We saw a terrible incident on pit road. Uh, we saw situations where people, a lot of very good competitors tore up not one car, but two of them. And it was complete carnage. Uh, I know there was a lot of 
car owners and drivers and stuff that weren't very happy. But what surprisingly, the end result was that their overall ratings went up. Well, if you want to see wrecks, it will go up. I mean, uh, that was uh, all you had to do was tune in for a few minutes, and you weren't but a couple of laps from the next pileup. And, uh, you know, my brother was talking to me uh, last week, a couple of days ago, and he seems to think, and he he may be right, uh, he seems to think the skill level's off a little bit because you got people all weekend long making dumb mistakes like uh, like Jimmy Johnson, the seven-time champion, made a couple of them. But uh, he had a pretty clean uh, Daytona. He got caught up in some wrecks, not of his making, but the Menard did a... He, he did that bumping and pushing, going down the backstretch and caught the car he was hitting. I can't remember which one it was right now. Just a little... A little to the right, uh, right on the corner, and turned him. And then uh, uh, Boyer, he uh, Clint Boyer, he he cut right back into the line. But he, you know, and I know it's hard for the spotters to see from uh, that's that's as far away as you could possibly get from the spotters. But you know, he just cut right across the nose of somebody, and it turned him. And I think that was it's hard to tell which one was the big one but i think that's the one that had like 17 or 18 cars in it exactly i mean the, the carnage part of it uh for the most part uh young race fans and and people you know everybody goes to a sporting event they want to see action yeah they, they don't want to see a football game that's three to zero everybody thought it's handing off in the middle are you talking about the super bowl no, I was just talking about like nobody wants to go to an event and sit there and be bored to death well, within Super Bowl five was, minutes. I think the Super Bowl was three to nothing at the halftime, wasn't it? Probably I was. think it was. And, and we're talking about the wrecks. My daughter never watches racing. Mm-hmm. She she doesn't watch a whole lot of sports because she can't sit still long enough. Well, that's that's my thinking why she doesn't. That's the but, whole generation, but go but ahead. She texted me yesterday, uh, last weekend right after the big one and said, did you see that wreck? Mm-hmm. So even she was watching. So I, I'm sure that's why the, the the ratings were up. People were watching to see what's happening. And, and everybody hears about the big one that's going to happen at Daytona. And you usually have several big ones. And they weren't disappointed. No, they weren't disappointed on that. Another thing, too, all this wonderful weather, what was there to do? Through the southeast, it kind of reminisces back in 1979. We know what, what, what that done with the captive audience. Uh, so... It helped the ratings. Yeah, the ratings were up 8%, I think they said. And uh, But w- one of the things um, that we haven't mentioned yet was what a great job Joe Gibbs did through all that wreckage and cars tearing up. He finished 1-2-3. Uh, Denny Hamlin didn't have a scratch on that car. And um, Eric Jones, who finished third, he had all sorts of problems and got laps down during the race and still managed to come back and finish uh, third so um and coach gibbs was so emotional after the the race he couldn't even talk and and i completely understand it well he was and as a matter of fact they uh had him on those two guys on espn in the morning mike and uh whatever the other guy's name is mike and whoever mike and whoever and he was on that show yesterday and he was very gracious and didn't get emotional he had you know, a lot of opportunity there talking about his son who passed away January 11th and was the manager of the team and even started out one of the drivers, I think, in the truck series. Uh, he had a lot of opportunity there to 
you know, let his emotions show. But the emotion that he showed yesterday uh, was happiness. He was so happy that his son had been a part of it, that they were able to honor his son, uh, you know, from Victory Lane and, and right. the interviews that he's doing now and everything, rather than um, as they would have, you know, if they'd have finished back in the pack. They wouldn't have had so many opportunities. And from the here, you know, Coach Gibbs say it, you know, the, he was the architect of the team. In fact, when they started and got into racing, Joe was still coaching the Washington Redskins. Correct. And going to Super Bowls. And his son said, you know, uh, and that's plural. I don't know the other son, but, you know, they they said, you know, Daddy, we want to get involved in racing. You know, and I think actually it started out drag racing, but. And he said, okay. Yeah, well, he did. He said, well, you know, that's a good family thing we can do together. To do together. And uh, as Coach Gibbs said yesterday, you know, he uh, he said, this is as big as anything I've ever done. He said, this is neck and neck with uh, any Super Bowl I've ever won. And he, he went into this long explanation, which was very interesting, about how racing is a team. And I know Greg played football, and, and Ronnie, of course, you're involved in sports a lot more than we are on a day-to-day basis, but he go, went into great detail about how they've got a, a weight room there at their uh, complex where they, uh, you know, they mandatory workouts and people are... Uh, auditioning and lining up just to get a position someplace on one of their pit crews. And these guys, uh, you know, they are rock solid and, and full-fledged, full-blown athletes. And, uh, and well, if so anybody knows what an athlete is, it's Joe Gibbs. Yeah, and, and they're recognizing across NASCAR now something that the coach knew coming in was you do better in a physical position if you've got an athlete working for you. Yeah. No and, doubt about it. And so they put the athletes on the, the pit crews. Right. And behind the wheels. Right. Yeah, I tell you, uh, Mr. Gibbs, he is first class, great organizer. I remember the first time he come to Daytona. Like I say, he was doing Super Bowls. But when he come to Daytona, we were in such awe. And he was the nicest guy. And the guy that he brought with him was a gentleman that was also involved in sports. They've been friends forever. Was uh, I can't think of the name, but the gentleman that owned Interstate Batteries. He'd, for years, he'd be wanting to get in racing. And uh, luckily, NASCAR had enough sense to open up the red carpet to him. But we were so impressed. And like Perry said, even with disastrous stuff, he, 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 he you know, you know, it had to be killing him inside, but he is just so good. For team organization, right, and uh, he's a first class act. And uh, anytime his cars win, I think it's fantastic. It didn't take him long to win either. You know, I, I couldn't tell you how many years they ran before. Uh, the, I'm talking about the Daytona 500 before they won, which I think might have been the team's first win. But it, it was only like, I mean, a, a couple of years because it was the famous race where uh, um, Dale Jarrett was battling with Dale Earnhardt and your car, uh, Jeff Bodine, you know, down to the finish there. And Ned Jarrett was doing the call for CBS, and he's saying, uh, get down low, Dale, don't let him get outside or inside of you and all that stuff. And, you know, that was Joe, Joe Gibbs's car there. If I'm not mistaken, that was the first time they won Daytona. And uh, so Cal uh, Bush was second, didn't mention that. So you had uh, Hamlin, Bush, who, you know, 
<laughs> he sort of had to swallow his tongue just a little bit in the victory lane stuff because, you know, he wanted to win. But he knew that he had to let, um, uh, uh, he had to do what he could for Hamlin to win. So I, it was sort of his turn to to be the second car in line and, and help help push him across the finish line, you know, with the draft and everything to win the race. And uh, in talking to him after the race, it was like, well, you know, we didn't have team orders. We don't have team orders, but it's common sense that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to screw us both out of winning the race by by going side by side or, or trying something foolish to for me to win when we've got a one, two, three finish in our back pocket. So he's, um, he's Kyle is now um, in that long list of people that it's going to take, uh, you know, double digit tries to, to win at Daytona. I know what Earnhardt took in 19 or 20 times and took Bud Moore 19 or 20 times. And, you know, there's a lot of them like that. Uh, I think, uh, Darrell Walter took him 17. So, you know, it's the big prize. It's the big prize that they have at the beginning of the season. And um, so Atlanta, if they've got good weather, they, they should have a pretty good uh, viewing audience and crowd on hand just as a follow-up to the great time everybody had watching the Daytona 500. No doubt about it, Perry. And um, Ed Clark, who's been around for years, uh, he knows and remembers all this stuff and if it wasn't for the weather they're very encouraged with the ticket sales they've had you know obviously the rain's going to affect that but uh ronnie just showed me the radar it looks pretty clear down there well it looks like it's uh, the the storm may be skirting atlanta to the north to the north so it may be when we get out to the speedway, maybe they'll be all right. We'll just have to cross our fingers. Can I, can I mention one thing? Go ahead. It's your show. Perry knows this. He's been to Atlanta a million times, just like Indy and all the rest of places. But Atlanta Motor Speedway is actually in, literally in Griffith, Georgia, which is about 25 miles south of Atlanta. Right. So right. they're even further south. So their outlook on the weather look pretty doggone good the whole time and they like ed said we got lights yeah and uh you know i, I said normally we like to talk to you a week ahead of time he said no never too late to sell a ticket plus partner <laughs> people to drive down there and back right yeah if they think they're gonna see a race and it's a wonderful racetrack and it's run by uh, a, a great man and we're gonna be Fortunate enough to talk to him here in just a few minutes. And we are going to talk to him when we come back from this break. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon whip, no trim. <laughs> Had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. I flat tie. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. The Blue Devils reached down and slapped the floor. Here come the Blue Devils. The Brotherhood. This is Duke Basketball. Follow the Blue Devils all season long on your home for Duke Basketball. Duke and Spartanburg's own Zion Williamson right here on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironsburg Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironsburg Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your hair cut like you like it and in a fun man cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironsburg Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and uh, either the roar of qualifying or something is keeping Ed from answering his phone right now. Maybe he's standing out in front of the track with a fistful of tickets. I want to ask you one more thing, Greg, about Daytona, and we'll be talking about it more with Nelson Crozier coming up soon. But uh, I don't know if you heard the comment that the fifth-place finisher, um, Michael McDowell, made. You know, he, he was the highest-finishing Ford, and... He, uh, you know, there on that last lap, everybody was waiting on uh, uh, Logano, you know, to make his move, like he did in the qualifying race, and go and go zipping by, and uh, and take, you know, snatch the win from uh, Hamlin. I'm sorry, Logano was fourth, McDowell was fifth. So, uh, I mean, Logano was fourth, Hamlin was fifth. Get it right in a minute. Logano McDowell is what I'm trying to say. That's hard to say. Anyway. Well, I, you know. Anyway, I'm looking right at it, and I can't say it right. But anyway, the point is, um, McDowell didn't help Logano, uh, you know, get by Hamlin. And they asked him, uh, well, why didn't you uh, get up there and help your Ford, you know, your factory mate? He's not your teammate in the garage, uh, uh, in the track garage, but, you know, not, the, not from the same shop. But why didn't you get up there and help him? He said, it's not my job to help Joey Logano win races. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, well, you know, that's kind of stupid. Because, I mean, he works for Ford. And Ford would have loved to have won the Daytona 500. And, uh, you know, it, it, 
I thought it had a bad sound to it. What do you think about that? About a comment like that? Yeah, well, that's really correct. It's like we said time and time again. Uh, you need to do realistic things to support your brand, you know. But it's like I've always said in the old days. Everybody would eat lunch together in, you know, the family environment. But when the green flag dropped, it was dog eat dog. And that's the way it's kind of got to be. It's okay to favor one or the other, but I think we've got Mr. Clark on the phone. And, uh, Ed, how you doing? I'm doing good, Greg. Good morning. Well, I'd like to say good morning to you. I know you got your hands full, but from what we're seeing, uh, have we got qualifying going on or... We don't. Uh, they they have canceled both uh, truck and Xfinity Series qualifying, and uh, uh, the plan is to have the track ready to get the cup cars out around noon for their final practice, and then go right into the Renai 250 Xfinity Series race, and then the, uh, the ultimate tailgating 200 right after that for the truck guys. Well, Ed, we've been looking at the radar all morning up here. How does it look when you look up in the sky down there? It's just it's 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 just really a very 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 light. Um, I wouldn't even call it a mist. Heavy fog. Uh, the problem is it's about 100 percent humidity, so they're having a little bit of challenge to dry the track. There's really nothing falling. It's just so humid in the air and, and the dampness on the track. Uh, they're struggling to get that cleaned up, but. I think they'll have it done by noon, and, and by that time, hopefully the majority of this will have burned off, and, and we'll be able to get everything done this afternoon we need to do. I, I don't see anything in the way of it. There's really no rain forecast possibility in the early morning hours um, tonight, tomorrow morning, um, maybe a couple of hours of some light showers, and then absolutely clear for tomorrow's race, too. So we're home free. Should be home free for all three events. Ed, I saw... Uh I mean, I know that, you know, after Daytona last week with uh, the ratings being up and the stands jam-packed, that has to thrill you to know that uh, there is a lot of uh, interest right now and, and like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen next? You know, what's what's chapter two of this crazy season? Well, and and the the real thing that's neat about our weekend is is even well before Daytona, you know, the speculation of, of what is this new rules package that nascar brought uh for the intermediate tracks you know what's it going to mean what's it going to look like and i think that's still unknown i think we'll get a um probably our first real true glimpse of what we think it may be like uh today during this noon practice session uh yesterday the practices were a little more in qualifying trim and um not so much packs of cars out there together but i think today when when the the green waves at noon and they, the cup guys get out on the track they're going to be wanting to find out really what they have and then you'll see them running in packs and everything else to to just feel this this thing out i hope they hope they uh um like it i i, I think you know among the drivers there's a bit of mixed reaction and sometimes with the drivers don't like fans love so um it's a big unknown i mean the the storyline from almost every driver i've talked to and everyone that the media has interviewed uh throughout the day yesterday and this morning is we just don't know 
we're as curious as you are, and I guess we're going to find out when we get out there. So that means a lot of eyeballs are going to be on this race to see what happened. You know, the, the qualifying was, was really unusual. We've got some really top competitors back in the back of the field. Joey Logano qualified, uh, I think, 27th. Ryan Blaney, 26th. Chase Elliott, 22nd, and then the guys that won the last two years, Brad Keselowski and Kevin Harvick, starting 19th and 18th. If nothing else, the start's going to be pretty exciting watching those guys make their way up through the field. And um, So it's, uh, it's <laughs> tomorrow's going to be an interesting one. It's going to have a lot of eyeballs on it. And you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you mentioned him just then or not, because I was looking at the I was looking at the starting lineup as you were saying that you've got Chase Elliott back in twenty second, and uh, David Reagan in twenty third, and they're both uh, home state boys. They are, um, and uh, we're real proud of those guys. Uh, they grew up in our Legends program here, as as did Logano and Bubba Wallace and the Dillon brothers and so many others and and we're proud of all those guys but you know yeah when you come home you always want to do well and sometimes it seems like it's it's a bit of a curse chase has had some pretty good runs in his first few races here but his dad won a lot of races here i'm sure he'd like to to get that first one here at atlanta and it'd be very special for him to win at home of course david reagan grew up right here sneaking on the track every chance he got in a bandolero car then a legend car before moving up to charlotte and and getting his cup career started. So David is truly like family. His dad works for us here at the Speedway running our Legends Racing Program, and nothing would be more special for him and us than to see him go out and have a good run. Yeah, no doubt about it. Ed, uh, he's making mention of the veterans struggling in qualifying and then some unknown names come up. And I'll make this brief and short. I'm sure you remember 1974. They barely got the track open. Uh, I think that's where Ernie Moore and Alf Knight, they had a hurricane hit. Well, we went down there, and we had George Vollmer, who was a super good driver. And we'd been testing small block all that time. And uh, the Pearson then finally realized they needed to go to a smaller motor, so they come by the shop. We sold them parts and everything. They put it together itself. We qualified at the seventh or something with, with Farmer, and most all the big names were way behind us. So David Pearson hit the track, and he was able to blow eyes. So it's kind of mind blowing when when you change horsepower. Thing you don't know what's going to happen, but it does. Back then, it it made for better racing. And I think it's going to make for a good race in Atlanta once we see what we got. I don't think there's any question about it. I think you're going to see uh, improved in a different form of racing, not only this weekend, but next week when we go to Vegas on through the season at places like Charlotte, Texas, and other tracks. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Uh, as we all know, once the engineers start gathering their data on this they'll find ways to to work around it and and things of that nature and that's part of the game of nascar anymore is the cat and mouse between the the team engineers and the sanctioning body but um it's going to be interesting to see i think it's going to make for a season we're going to be talking about for many years to come no doubt ed um i know that um you you explained this to us last year and and i thought it was fascinating and i, I would like for you to do it again this year and uh every year as far as i'm concerned but the the title of your race, the Foles of Honor Quick Trip 500, the Foles of Honor, I just had no idea what that really meant. 
and uh, and of course uh, I've got a son in the Marine Corps, so I'm I'm a lot more military oriented than I was maybe a couple of years ago. So uh, explain to us exactly what Folds of Honor means, and it, it's just a fantastic thing. Yeah, we we've got two great. Uh, sponsoring partners uh, for tomorrow's race, Quick Trip, which is just an outstanding uh, uh, convenience store team that's uh, run through the Carolinas and other parts of the, the nation. That's more than a convenience store. If you've ever been yeah, to they, a they Quick are. Trip, they're quickly it's a, a food store where you can get gas. Yeah. You're right. And and uh, they do things first class, and they're just wonderful people and great partners. And, and this is an example of what wonderful people they are. They've taken their sponsorship platform and basically turned it over to another company that's located in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where they're headquartered, Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor is uh, now in about its 10th year, I believe. It was started by Major Dan Rooney, who still runs it today, along with a lot of other outstanding people. And what they do is they raise funds and provide uh, educational scholarships to either the children of or military members who are injured in combat. And um, they have provided tons of scholarships, helped a lot of people uh, from families who've who've met with misfortune, uh, send their kids to school, give them a higher education. And the stories we hear um, from from these families are just phenomenal. I mean, bring a tear to your eyes. We had one family here with... Uh, the mother and three daughters yesterday they lost she lost her husband and they lost their dad and um, he was a chopper pilot and they were here telling their story about how Foles had helped them to go to school and begin careers and how they were going to pay back one was going to be a flight nurse and I can't recall what the others were but um, tons of stories like that uh, they're an organization they work hard they're they, they originally did this race sponsorship just to gain name awareness uh, now it's become a flat platform that helps them establish some corporate partnerships and and uh, you know receive some donations from individuals who want to help out and it's a worthy cause it's a labor of love for dan rooney he still serves in the military and does this wow. and um, it's a compelling story about how it all got started i, I mean that's just uh Oh, gives me cold chills to tell you the truth. It's a, absolutely and and a, another you know part of this and when you see like they take the uh, in a, in a military setting or even you know like just anybody when Bud Moore passed away when my father passed away at his funeral they took the flag off the coffin and very reverently you know and deliberately folded it in a particular manner and what blew me away was every one of those folds has a meaning it means something yeah it, that's that's true and as part of our pre-race tomorrow we and we've done this every year we will do the flag folding ceremony with the 13 folds um at the folds of honor corporate headquarters every day at one o'clock they go out and uh, salute the flag and play taps everyone that works there goes outside um, and it's a very solemn thing, and, and I've been there, been fortunate enough to be there one day when it was done. And uh, they're true Americans; um, they love our country, and, and they're doing this for all the right reasons. And we're just, we're just very happy to be associated with them. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, sometimes you have sponsors just want to get their brand out there for a couple of years and leave, but this is a sponsorship where. 
they're in it for all the right reasons. Matter of fact, that's what I was going to say before you, you mentioned it to me. But uh, they're they're sincere. They're not in it to make money. They're in it to help veterans and, and all kind of people. But they're in it for uh, everything's right about it. And, and I'm glad you explained that to people. And once people realize what they're all about, like I say, it makes you want to cry. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, NASCAR and y'all have always been good about honoring the military in the past and, and different things. And uh, that's good that you explained that. Like I say, that at QT, we, we'll drive, me and my wife will drive, slap by Kentucky Fried Chicken just to go down to QT to get their chicken because it's better. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they do. They have great food. They're very much in the food business with their pizzas and other things. And uh, But just, just really good people. And, um, you know, they've embraced this thing. If you go in a quick trip store anywhere in the country for the month prior to our race, they've got promotional things in the store. They've got cling wraps across the front window. I mean, they, they dive in with uh, both hands and both feet and have helped me not only a sponsor, but a real truth partner in this, this event. This is their fifth year with them now. They, those, those stores are uh, spotless. I mean, you want to go to a clean place to eat or... Or buy gas or, or get a newspaper, whatever you want to do. Quick trip's the place you want to go. And uh, even the commercials are pretty funny. I'm that guy standing outside the car that won't get in because of the spider. <laughs> well, you know, quick trip is also a safe haven. If you are a, a person who is in an abusive situation, or if, if you have a, a child who is being abused by his parents, they can go to the... Uh, quick trip and tell somebody in there and they have a place that you can wait and they will call the police for you i never that heard that true. that's exactly right i by y'all talking about that i i'll make this real quick which is hard for me to do well we're um, up against but, the break so go but it reminded me they had changed a filling station over to a qt and i was having some health problems pretty bad uh, and I was headed over there to stay with Daddy, and I just left uh, a, a funeral of a friend of mine. Make, make a long story short, they noticed that I was getting a little bit confused. You know, and I overpaid them and stuff. And the woman come up and she said, "Who's your next relative?" And I told her, and but she saw me disoriented because I had health problems. And took care of me. Just nobody else in a, in a cricket or anything. I mean, I don't mean another brand, but I was stunned at how nice I was treated, and they were correct. That means they're well they're well trained, and yeah. it kept a, it kept me out of harm's way and uh, and other people. But they were certainly nice about it. Ed, we're only a couple of hours away. Uh, somebody wants to get tickets and come on down. What's the easiest way to do it? Can you buy them online or give us a phone number or pick them up at the box office? Uh, you. You, you can call us uh, uh, 877-9-AMS-TIX, and we'll hold the tickets for you. We'll call. You can pick them up tomorrow when you get here. You're only a few hours away. We're going to have a great day tomorrow. Weather's going to be beautiful. And uh, we're going to see some unusual racing like we haven't seen around here. Love to have people come down, and we'll, we'll show them a great time. I know you will. And, Ed, we, uh, we love having you on the show. Quickly, we got about a minute here. Other than the 500 and the races today, what do you have on? Because you've got a beautiful facility and a whole lot of year left over. What else do you have going on? 
Yeah, we have our uh, Summit Racing Equipment Atlanta Motorama Car Show the last weekend of April. Um, shortly uh, right behind that, we'll start our Friday night drag season. I think this is our 12th or 13th year of that. Be about 16 weeks on Friday night of Friday night drag racing. Uh, we do legend racing year round. As a matter of fact, not only do we have the Xfinity race and the truck race today, but right behind that, we've got 91 cars here to run a full Legends program tonight after those two events. So we've got, actually got a triple header today, and we'll be doing that all season long as well. Uh, got a music show in September and an air show here in October. So we, we do a lot of varied activities, about 200 different events during the year here. Well, that all sounds Holy great. Moly. That all sounds great, and I love air shows. So we, we'll have you back on later on in the year to... Uh, to bring us up to date on what else you got. Sounds great. That's Ed Clark. We certainly appreciate you coming on. And get down to Atlanta. Watch it on TV. It's going to be a great uh, great afternoon today and tomorrow of auto racing at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. But we're going to take a break right now and come back with Nelson Crozier, who's going to tell us what we saw last week at Daytona. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality. And visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your favorites, including pulled pork, smokehouse, chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese and potato salad and you have a winning team game day barbecue 165 west main street in duncan open from 10 30 a.m till 8 p.m wednesday through saturday so stop in for lunch or dinner or give them a call at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate game day barbecue we do things the old-fashioned way Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Janie Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Janie's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott sets the bar high. He provides superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janie's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC. Member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. 
This is the home of the Garnet and Black. This is Gamecock Basketball. 4 3, yes. Oh, they are feeling it. It's the game winner just before the buzzer. That's the high flying action all season long. Offensive rebound and a slam. Left side, yes. Catches and crushes. An amazing comeback. And you can put spurs on this one. Right here on your home for South Carolina basketball, the Gamecock IMG Sports Network. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Welcome back to Start Your Engines and Nelson Crozier. How are you doing this morning, Nelson? Oh, pretty good. A little bit cool, a little bit damp, but other than that, doing okay. Um, quite a show last week. Uh, I've been thinking all week, well, what's Nelson going to tell us about Daytona? So uh, you've got the floor. Well, it was kind of interesting. Up until that big last crash, uh, it was a pretty decent race. Uh, but a big takeaway from it, though... Teamwork between the Gibbs cars and lack of uh, teamwork between uh, Joey Logano and uh, Michael McDowell. Uh, if McDowell was going ahead with Logano, they would have won. Uh, but as McDowell said, they're not paying me to push another car. Uh, you know, kind of selfish, but it, uh, he lost because of it. Well, and I mentioned that uh, before we had Ed Clark on a few minutes ago from Atlanta. Um it was one of the last things I brought up talking to Greg and Ronnie was a, a, about that very thing. I, you know, I don't, you know, he works for, I don't know if you'd say he works for Ford, but he drives a Ford. And Ford's whole purpose is to win the Daytona 500 last week. And I just think that they would take a damn view of him saying that. I mean, uh, you kind of have to bite the bullet and do it, I would think. But, you know, am I wrong or will Ford say something to him about that or, you know. Yeah, you know, he's not the most powerful Ford. Uh, that team's getting a lot better, and, and I don't know if he'll be in that position to uh, help him win a race that many more times. So, uh, you know, what do you think about that? You know, anymore, it's teamwork, and if you're not a team player, you're not going to win. Yep, Nelson's exactly right. Uh, we was talking Ford show. Uh, everybody ate together back in Richard Petty and David Pierce, Bud Moore days. And you had a loyalty to the brand, but they dropped the green flag and it was dog eat dog. The next week, you back hugging each other's neck and that sort of thing. The way they got it now, you, you, you literally have to, we saw that in Trans Am racing. You have to look at it as a brand recognition that is giving you a, a heck of a lot of money and they don't want to see a Chevrolet. They don't want to see a Hendrix Camaro win. They want to afford to win. And uh, like the situation with Menard, uh, it, it was bad for the Wood Brothers, but Ford Motor Company was more mad of the fact got a wind stole from them. So it's just, it's just that simple. Well, it seems like to me that if I want to get the best that Ford has... I'm going to do whatever they want me to do. Exactly. And if if that means today I've got to push Joey Logano, 
Buckle up, Joey. Here I come. Well, and another thing, and Nelson, I want to get your thought on this. You know, he might have finished second instead of fifth if he'd have pushed uh, Logano on up there, which would have been a, you know, or a he could have benefited him. He could have been in position to drop down and slingshot for first. Well, that's true. Yeah. Hey, Nelson, exact same thing. Yeah. We're down at Daytona. We know to be a team player. No, it's along the same thing, Perry. Uh, Alan Kuwicki couldn't hold on to the draft. We was hanging on to Earnhardt in the 125 miler. And Kuwicki, spotter, got with our spotter and said, if, if Jeff will slow up, I'll help him. Jeff's response was, if I got to slow up, he ain't no help. <laughs> <laughs> Different circumstances, though. We wound up losing it by a hood length but well are you going to get to go to Atlanta this week yeah that's what I said it was kind of cool and kind of dab uh, and just talked to Ward Burton a couple minutes ago well he should uh, uh, I, I, Ward's one we've been trying to get on the show here and uh, so get his phone number for us <laughs> I, I, I sure will uh you know, he's very big in the conservation and he's been, uh, you know, uh, both, uh, you know, plant conservation as well as animal conservation. And, you know, that's his full time job. Well, Nelson, uh, getting back to um, Daytona for just one more second, the uh, um, restrictor plates are gone. So, I mean, I guess I don't know if they had a, a burial ceremony for those or not, but uh, I know there's a lot of people that just the term restrictor plate. Rubs the wrong way, and hopefully this new package for a date for a Atlanta is going to be a more than a satisfactory replacement. Right. Well, now uh, you know. Mention the rules for Atlanta. Uh, you got an eight-inch rear spoiler. Uh, you got a larger front air dam. Got a larger pan for the radiator up front. Uh, we do not have the uh, front air inlets coming out behind the. Uh, front tire that starts next week and uh, is in use for certain selected races but not every week uh, at 550 horsepower this week. Well and I noticed uh, the speeds are like in the, the low 180s. Right well pretty much you know last year uh, we were 205 going into turn one now we're uh, 180, 185 going into turn one, but we carry it right through the turn all the way around the racetrack. Right. Well, that's uh, that's what they're going to get with the 200 less horsepower. And uh, But I don't think, actually, and I said this last week, I don't. I honestly don't think the fans sitting in the stands can tell the difference between 200 and, a, and 190 or 185. I mean, maybe somebody well, can, but I can't. Go back to Daytona. You know, uh, in the 60s, uh, you were running 140, 150, uh, maybe 160. Uh, and then we got up to 200. Uh, we had better racing, you know, at 160 than we did at 200. So that's pretty much what we're going back to. But the big story this week is going to be tires. No doubt about that. What's going on with the tires? Uh Two things. One, Goodyear brought a new uh, right side tire. Uh, that's the, uh, the dual uh, tread compound. So uh, 
the inside's a little bit softer, but then you go to the outside uh, where they have a lot of wear going in the turns. It's a harder compound, so it's going to last a little bit longer. But they're going to wear out quick because the track's so abrasive. Yeah, I was looking at that track yesterday when I was watching qualifying, and it's, uh, I mean, it looks like it's got some age on it. But from what I understand, well, I don't know if I understand this or not, a lot of times the drivers like it that way and would frown upon a, a repaving. But that that track looks like it, it's uh, got some age on it. Well, it does. Uh, 1997 was the last uh, repaving job. But, you know, they were going to repave it, uh, you know, last year, and the driver said, no, we love it. Leave it like it is. That's what I so thought. So they did. Um, and, you know, you've got to see a lot of good racing because of it. The, uh, the inspection process yesterday uh, uh, produced a couple of... Uh, uh, problems with uh, drivers or, or teams now, they only get like, what, two cracks to go through inspection, and if they can't make it in that, they uh, they lose their car chiefs, and I think we lost a couple yesterday uh, for the race. Well, you're going to continue to lose a couple. Uh, you know, inspection is so tight that, uh, you know, if you're not dead on, uh, you're not going to get through. Well, you know, and... Uh, the two in particular, according to my notes right here, were uh, uh, the 36 front row motorsports Ford of Matt Tift and, uh, and his cruise chief, Brand, car chief, Brandon Lee, and uh, the number 52 Rick Ware racing uh, Chevrolet of B.J. McLeod and his uh, car chief, Mike Chance. So uh, they're going to be uh, watching from the sidelines or from the stands or on television or something this week because of the uh, tough time they had getting through inspection. Well, you know, my big deal with the inspection, uh, you know, with the laser setup, uh, if you're going to do it in a controlled environment where the cars are at a given temperature, well and good. But when they're coming in from, uh, you know, the hot sun and going in and being checked, a white car and a black car are going to have a disparity. Uh, and, you know, you can't have uh, NASA or uh National uh, Bureau of Standards uh, criteria, unless you could uh, continue to have all of the criteria being uh, temperature and environmentally controlled conditions. So, you know, it's a very, very fine edge. Uh, you have to consider what the temperatures are going to be and a lot of other things. And if you're trying to go right at the ragged edge, you're asking for trouble. Well, what would be the advantage, the white car or the black car? Well, the white car isn't going to absorb as much heat, so it's not going to expand as much. Uh, still, uh, let's start with the worst. Uh, the front splitters made of Tegris. A 20-foot piece of Tegris is going to expand a half inch uh, between 40 degrees and 120 degrees. Uh, the left-hand windshields and rear windows, they're going to expand pretty much the same amount. Aluminum, a lesser degree, steel, a much lesser degree, and uh, carbon fiber will actually shrink with the heat. Uh, the white car is going to reflect heat, and the surface temperature is going to be much less. A black car, you know, if you leave up against something that's black on a hot summer day, you'll either burn your hand with a white car, you won't. You know, and that's the fine difference that we're dealing with nowadays. Wow. Yeah, I mean that's we've talked about it last year, and and but it's still 
it boggles my mind that they have such uh, such minute tolerances to work with. I mean, you know, that's no wonder. And you're right, they're going to have some people who just can't get through in two times. It, I think last year it was three times you had a chance to get through inspection. I guess giving you only two cracks at it uh, speeds up the process. Well, that's the thing. They're trying to, you know, uh, streamline, you know, all the inspection processes, all the practice and qualifying uh, sessions, uh, you know, because today's fans don't have the attention span uh, that people used to, either because mentally they don't have it or they have that much more to do and they don't want to waste time, uh, you know, watching idle processes take place. Well, you know, Nelson, we, we had talked about this earlier uh, when they brought some of this out. Uh, you're 100% right. To, the, the correction factor involves the color of the cars and this sort of stuff. And some of the competitors that are on the edge, they'll figure stuff out. But it's like we said, if you're going to make extreme technological type stuff to go through inspection, you better have a real good handle on the technology you're fooling with. And you're exactly right. Uh, it's got to be done same temperature control, just like dyno and engine. And the people doing it, there's no doubt in my mind that people at a different temperature would have went through legal and should have went through legal uh, when they got there. But there's some variances in NASCAR's trying to hold these tolerances so close. Somebody's got to have a handle on that technology. I mean, somebody like you. Uh, otherwise, uh, you have situations where there's confusion lots of times. I mean, some guys are doing it uh, due to lack of knowledge, and uh, I think they need to give some lead way. Well, uh, anytime you, uh, let's use a mathematical formula, if you have one piece of the formula missing, the result is going to be wrong. So, you're going to get all the variables inside of the equation. Years ago, we went to Daytona in December and tested, uh, made a lot of changes to the car, went back in January, and the car was slower. And so looking at it, you know, for three days, we're tearing our hair out trying to figure out what's going on. Finally, I look over at the airport, and there's a DC-9 taking off like it's a lovesick eagle going straight up in the sky. All of a sudden, it hit me. Uh, the air was so dense that it was overcoming the increased horsepower the cars had uh, with the increased drag. So I had some friends at the Naval Academy came up with uh, you know, a reference formula. We put into uh, the test days uh, temperature, barometric pressure. We tried humidity, but it was such a mild factor that we uh, took it out. But and then you put what the speed was on the reference day, went back to today, put the temperature, the barometric pressure, uh, everything in, and it would give you the relative speed. Now, and there was like an eight mile an hour difference between a cold December day uh, and a warm January day. And that's, that's just fascinating. Uh, we'll find out how it works when we talk to you next week. But uh, we got like a minute and a half to get our picks in here. Uh, who you like? Nobody won last week, so try again. Oh, it's going to be a rough one. Uh, I think I'll go with the true car this week. 
I don't like the paint job, so you can have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Who you like, Greg? I'm going to stick with Kyle Bush. You know, he was in pretty good shape there toward the end. He was. And he went, or somebody went the wrong way or something. But uh, he was just where he needed to be. I'm going to stick with him again this week. Ronnie. I'm sticking with a four. And, um, boy, and I wanted y'all to hurry up so we have plenty of time. And I'm the one that can uh, come up. I'm going to go with something crazy. I'm going to go with Al Marola. That's not so crazy because he's on the <laughs> pole. But, uh, you know, I've never picked Al Marola before. And you could tell he was going to do good last year when he won Talladega. So, um Nelson, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, be safe down there and stay out of the sun. Okay. That's not much of a problem yet. <laughs> that's why I said it. All right, that's Nelson Crozier, who Ronnie is. The smartest man I know. And he proved it again by every week. <laughs> talking about these... Uh, the barometric pressure. Well, and leaving out an equation and yeah. all this stuff. And they're like, I... So y'all think I'm crazy. That's where I learned that stuff. Well, okay. Uh, we... Uh, we're going to come back after our break with uh, Kale Yarborough. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. We are Fox Sports. Spartanburg's home for Up Late with KB. Weeknights at 11. It's Fox Sports 1400. WSBG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3. Trending now. This report presented by True Car. You need to make good choices, and with True Car, you've got a star on your roster. So, when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car. True Cash Offer not available in all areas. On Friday night, 58 thrilling minutes of basketball between the Thunder and Jazz was decided in the final seconds of double overtime. Thunder down one. George isolated on Ingles. Crosses the moment. Steps back. Guards right. Down the lane. Floats a runner. It goes! Eight-tenths of a second left. PG-13. Matt Pinto the call on WWLS as George scored 45 in the Thunder's 149-147 victory. College Hoops Duke just issued an official update on Zion Williamson saying that his status remains day-to-day. -day. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. We are this, this is Fox Sports Saturday. We're going to have... Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Thanks for the Memories. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. 
Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. The Blue Devils reach down and slap the floor. Here come the Blue Devils. The Brotherhood. O'Connell for three. Let's go. Delorier in transition. The is Duke basketball. Here at the lob, Williamson with a two-hand shot. Follow the Blue Devils all season long on your home for Duke basketball. Duke and Spartanburg Zone, Zion Williamson right here on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is my great pleasure to introduce my favorite guest of the year. And thank you so much for coming on. Three-time Winston Cup champion, four-time Daytona 500 winner, Cale Yarborough. Good morning, Cale. Good morning, Phyllis. How's everything in Spartanburg? It's, we haven't seen the sun in about a month. How about, <laughs> how's it down in Timminsville? You tell me about it, boy. I'm going to tell you, it's killing. Dark. Looks like rain all the time. Well, it's good weather to stay inside and watch a race. That's right. Absolutely. Kel, I got to get your thoughts. I mean, uh, four-time Daytona 500 winner and 68 with the Wood Brothers and 77 with Junior Johnson and 83 and 84 with Harry Rainier. What did you think of that, that show last week? Well, I, I hope this week is going to be a little bit better. It, uh, they tore up a lot of equipment last week and... Uh, I just hope that the new rule change is going to make racing a little bit better. We need we need a change some some kind of way. Well, Kale, it's just like uh, we had discussed one time uh, just recently. NASCAR, the ratings went up, but a lot of people lost two cars. Now, yep. you're a, a successful driver and also a successful car owner. 
but uh, I don't think people like you and Bud Moore be too happy about tearing up two cars. Somebody's got to pay for them things. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And sponsors are getting harder to find, and money's money's a little bit tighter. They got the some kind of way we got to have better racing and safer racing. Well, you know, it was pretty safe, um, except for that. That was a very unfortunate uh, accident on pit road during a truck race. But, you know, to tear up that many cars and and all the sparks and everything flying and one getting on top of the other one, you know, the, yeah. actually, they're they're pretty darn safe. Oh, they're, they're, they're safe. The race cars are safe themselves. But, uh, you know, we just got to keep from tearing up all these cars. They're too expensive. That's right. No doubt about it. Uh Real drivers, uh, you know, we didn't have a hundred cars sitting back in a car for a car and a double backup. And when you, you know, everybody wanted to run two wheel. And when you broke the record two hundred, uh, which was faster than the car needed to be going, and just took off. And they went down and got last year's car that was like a show car, and Waddell and put a good motor in it. And you still outrun everybody just as bad. So uh, it just you got you. It's a di- it was a different world. Uh, I'm not. I don't much like. But I don't like seeing cars tore up. No, I see, and, and I know. I know the fans uh, like to see the, some uh, excitement, but I don't think the fans uh, like to see that kind of excitement. It's just. It's just too expensive, and it's bad for the sport. Well, one of the things we've been talking about, and and, and we talked this morning about, was that. It seemed to have better racing at 160, 170 than we actually did when everybody was running 200 miles an hour. What do you feel like as a driver is, is the big difference between 160 to 200? What is it behind the wheel that's different for you? Well, one thing is 40 miles an hour different. One thing, but, uh, I, I, you know, uh, I didn't mind running the, the, the high speed, so, you know, especially places like Daytona and, and Talladega, but, uh, it's got to be, uh, they have got to make the rules to where the, 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 all the cars don't run the same speed. That's the problem. Everybody's running the same speed. And, uh, when, when that happens, you got nowhere to go, you know. It's tough. We're talking to the great Kale Yarborough on um, Start Your Engines, Fox Sports Spartanburg. Kale, we were talking earlier. Um, we've had a couple of discussions about it this morning. With Malcolm, uh, Malcolm McDowell, Michael McDowell failing to help uh, Joey Logano and saying in the press, you know, after the race, that it wasn't his job to help Joey Logano win races. But, I mean, what's Kale Yarborough think about, you know, or, or you know, that would have been a forward win probably. Or at least uh, a good chance of a Ford win if McDowell had gone with Logano and gone past those Toyotas. I mean, it, that- well, yeah, but he he was looking out for himself. I know, I know he was he needed the best finish he could he could possibly get, and it's it's different today than it was back back in my day. We didn't we didn't have teammates, and we didn't you know we were all on our own. Trying to do the best that we possibly could, but it's different today. You got teammates, you got uh, the, the motor companies are wanting to win, and it's just it's just a little bit different now. When Bud Moore and Junior Johnson and these fellows, you know, we only had had uh, one teammate, but teammates make a difference. 
Yep, and, you know, this was a corporate teammate. I mean, these were like two Ford guys. And yeah. uh, so, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. And uh, there's nothing wrong with looking out for yourself. I just felt like down the road, if he needs something from Ford, they might say, uh, you know, they might not be as forthcoming. I I don't know. You've been there. I haven't. So uh, I'll take <laughs> well, you. Hey, hey, one thing, that's, that's pretty much a spur-of-the-moment decision, too. He may, he may have made the wrong decision, but uh, he was looking out for himself, I think. Well, Kale, you... Uh, you have put yourself in the opportunity uh, in a position to win a lot of races and did you ever uh, that you can remember i don't remember you ever helping anybody win one i think i saw kale yarborough win up win them all on his own <laughs> I, I, I don't remember helping anybody win one either was, <laughs> so, we, like, like i say you know we were one car teams and and uh we just wanted to do we best we could for our team i do remember one back here a long time ago that uh, they made sure you didn't win, but it wasn't NASCAR as other competitors. That was a long time ago. The only sad thing is y'all didn't get a million dollars up front when it got to be about eighty-eight because that's all they talk about. Yeah, you come away the bad guy, yeah. and uh, but people really knows what's going on. Yeah, all you got to do is look at that film, and it'll tell you exactly what happened. Well, Kale, you uh course you won a lot of races at atlanta and but it was a different configuration then and i i don't know that if i don't believe you ever well i know you didn't run on the new configuration but that the old the big oval that they had there i i loved that racetrack and i saw you win there i can't remember what year it was but uh that was a that was just like all turns and just little straightaways and a, a tremendous handling track yes yeah, yeah, it was that's why i won i won my first super speed very race and and '68, uh, and I always loved that racetrack. It, it was a it was a tough old racetrack. It's kind of like a long Bristol, you know. <laughs> and it it was just a good good racetrack. I always enjoyed racing there. You were always in the turns. It seemed like. Yep, yep. Always in the turns. They were nothing but turns there. Yeah, you you had the car to beat in 1965, but somebody else that was a back marker thought otherwise. Anyway, won't mention no name, but me and Mama and, and Betty Joe, we sat there and looked right at it. Well, you're talking about Darlington now, Greg. Yeah, We're, Darlington. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, that was a scary deal. Very yeah. scary. Yeah. Well, Kale, you uh, don't do a lot of interviews, and we, we really appreciate you coming on the show with us uh, every year, and thank you so much. What's Kale Yarborough doing, uh, doing in his off time now? Well, I've been I've been uh, suffering with a, a a bad nerve in my leg the last few years, and I've been to every doctor in the country, and nobody can seem to fix it. So I'm not doing the things I'd like to do. I need to be a, uh, running a, a chainsaw or a bulldozer or a track hole or something, but it's kind of, I can't can't do what I want to do right now. But Hey, I see other people worse shape than me, so I'm very thankful. Well, you sound great, Kel, and I know that when we talked to you last year, you were fixing to go down to Charleston to see a doctor. Yep, I have been to Charleston. I could go to Charleston with my eyes closed, I believe. <laughs> well, well, that's just down I-95. Yeah. Uh, we want you to get back out there uh, jumping out of airplanes and wrestling alligators and stuff. That's what I'd love to do. Well, Kel, I'll tell you what, I... 
it's a pleasure to have you on the show, and um, I hope you'll keep coming on to talk to us every year. I will, fellas. I enjoy talking with you, and uh, and, and I know the fans uh, enjoy your show too. So I'm I'm glad to, glad to be a part of it. Well, I've had so many people come to me when they found out that you were going to be on the show today, and that's, I mean they just light up. You know, how in the world did you get Kale Yarbrough? Um, <laughs> but you know, Greg Moore. Greg Moore's got the the magic touch. We've this is our third show, and we've had Mike Helton, Bobby Allison, and Kale Yarborough. So uh, I'd say we're we're batting a thousand. There you go. He's he's getting the job done. He sure is. <laughs> anyway, Kale, we can't thank you enough. Uh, like I say, NASCAR's ratings went up, but this show, anytime you're on it, our ratings go up more. Do you think? And uh, so it helps. It helps us out, and hopefully, it don't aggravate you too much. <laughs> no, enjoy it. I enjoy talking with you. Thank you, Kale. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Thank you. That's Kale Yarborough, the, I mean, Hall of Famer. Did he go into the Hall of Fame with a class with your daddy, David Pearson, Bobby Allison, Lee Petty, and and I had it a few minutes ago, but it was it was a fantastic class. I'm pretty sure he went it. He went in second round. He went in the second one with your daddy, didn't yeah. he? Pearson. That's where they, well, that's where they got... Uh, Pearson, Bud Moore, Bobby Allison, Cale Yarborough, and I can't... I believe in one out, and I, I can't think of it. But, I, can't, uh, I can't either. But, but anyway, Hall of Famer, and it's so great to have him on, and um, I look forward to it every year. He sounds great. Got to get his health, uh, health in gear, and um, it's just... Uh, you know, I try not to talk about the same things with him every year. Like, uh, well, I mean, we we talk about. I didn't even mention the fight, which was yeah. <laughs> this was the 40th anniversary of him mixing it up with the Allison boys, and uh, so um, you know, there's so much to talk about with Kale. Um, he he did touch on one thing that who Alan Hill, who helps us out a ton. Uh, Alan knows the circumstances and everything, and he kind of took up just like Alan did for uh, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, if you look at it from the old day part, uh, if you look at it from the old day part, that's kind of what they done. So it, it's looked that different. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back with Alan Hill, and he's going to tell us what's going on locally. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start Your Engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirit's tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirit's carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirit's apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirit's. Reedville Road on Spartanburg's West Side, where customer service is the difference. And what's better than your McDonald's favorites? Two McDonald's favorites for just five bucks. Welcome back to Two for Five Mix and Match Deal. Now, with the juicy quarter pounder with cheese. 
So you can mix it with the flaky filet of fish, saucy Big Mac, or 10-piece chicken McNuggets. Choose two of your favorites for just $5, only at McDonald's. Prices and participation may vary. Limited time only. Single item at regular price. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I plantain. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> I had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In. John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, plantain. Hi, this is Cole Bryson from the Saturday Sports Report. I am here and excited to announce the Saturday Sports Report has been extended. One hour, you can now listen to the Saturday Sports Report every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on Fox Sports 1400, now on FM and 98.3. You can hear a lot better out of that other one if you uh, yeah, turn it around. <laughs> We're back to start your engines and uh, just having a good time here on a gorgeous Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, is it still messy out there, Alan? Yep, it's still raining. What? And I don't think we're going to get nothing in this weekend here or as far as our local racetracks are concerned. We're joined now well, by Alan Hill from... Uh, I did see somebody building a big boat. I'm not sure what, what his name was. Was he gathering up animals? <laughs> it it might have been Noah. Yeah. Well, Alan, uh, Alan Hill joins us now to bring us up to date on the local scene and take it away. Take all the time you want. All right. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Uh, as far as local racing, I think uh, Scott Childers over here at Gaffney, he's done done what everybody does here at the Beacon Drive-In. He's done called it. He's done called that show off for tomorrow. So uh, well, even, if, even if it stopped raining right now, it would be tough. Well... Me and Danny, we was putting decals on the car Thursday afternoon. Did you put that Corvette decal on the front? Yes, we have. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that. <laughs> I got a picture of it right I here. Right. Uh, I want to see it at the break. So, uh, Danny Danny was sitting there in the driveway waiting on me to get there, and he didn't call Scott. Scott got out there Thursday afternoon while the track was, you know, it was a little bit sunny Thursday afternoon. First time we've had a little bit of sun. And it was just a little bit, but yeah. you're right. And he tried to blade racetrack, and he said all he could do was push up mud, so he had to stop right then. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, when Alan got here, he chose uh, Ryan Blaney for tomorrow. 12 cars. So, Sheldon chose the four, the Two. Did anybody choose 22? No. no. You can change. Can I change? Yes, sir. Let's go 22 then. All right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, like I said, 
As far as our local racing, Traveler's Rest was supposed to start up today as far as practice, but I don't think they're going to get any practicing out there, not, not unless them boys has got a good boat. Because they got mudders. Yeah. So, uh, we'll go back to a little bit of last week down at Daytona. Okay. Volusia Speedway down there, they had their speed weeks just kind of like uh, Daytona does. They had the World of Outlaws down there for four nights of racing starting on Wednesday night. And uh, first time I think this has ever happened at Volusia County Speedway, Brandon Shepard won all four nights in the Rocket wow. Chassis House Car. Uh, uh, let me check. Yeah, that's called domination. That's called domination. When you can go there all four nights with the top dogs and you can win all four nights. And I know Greg, Greg would be happy about this because I looked on the hood of that car and it's got a big Ford sticker emblem on the on the cool. hood. And uh, don't get me wrong, a lot of these dirt boys are starting to uh, use these Ford motors. I asked Barry Wright. I was over at Barry's shop about four weeks ago, and I seen a couple of motors there. And whenever you walk by them, you look down there and you see the distributor in front of the carburetor. To a Chevrolet man, that's just not right. <laughs> so I asked Barry. I asked Barry about the Ford motors, and he said. He looked at me and he said the torque curve is so much smoother on that Ford motor. And how does that translate to uh, a track? Uh, it just that big burst of horsepower hitting that dirt on tires and stuff. It's just a smoother transition from going off the throttle back onto the throttle. It makes that car won't pull all the way down the straightaway instead of busting the tires loose. But Brandon Shepard, like I said, he must have put on a show down there. Because that's all I've heard all this week. Well, those, those those races pay pretty good, too, don't they? Oh, yes, sir. They start out at like $10,000 for the first three nights. Then on the third night, I mean the fourth night, it may jump up to like $40,000. And so you, you kind of transfer the first three nights as to how you get to start on the main event on the on the big night. Right. So they... They, they posted up on there that he was their points leader at the time. I said, well, I don't think anybody else could be the points leader. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, he was he was driving a rocket chassis house car. For anybody that don't know anything about a house car, it's like, uh, kind of like NASCAR, their R&D car. They call it research and development cars where it stays there. And they kind of try different things on that race car, and sometimes they hit, and sometimes it's a miss, but evidently they've hit. Well, you know, we just had Cal Yarborough on, and I remember people walking around the garage area in about 1977 with a, it said a NASCAR house car, and it had a picture of a Cal's number 11 on it. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that was, uh, I think that was a tongue-in-cheek, but it was, uh, probably true. But, uh... I'll be talking to Scott Childers and Tony Adair here the next. They're coming up with this March Madness. That's going to be uh, starting March 1st. Uh, they'll have an open practice over there. The gates will open at 4 o'clock on Friday afternoon. They will let cars practice. They will have some super late models there. They'll be practicing from 6 to 9. Uh, to get to the stands, it's free. For the public to go over there and just sit and watch these boys practice a little bit, but to get in the pits, if you want to go in the pits and get closer to where you can just walk right up to the race cars, walk right up to the drivers and stuff like that, it's going to be $15 to get in the pits. Then on uh, March 2nd, he will start his actually racing. 
March 2nd will be the Southeastern Late Models Sportsman Series and be $2,000 to win. Gates will open at 11 a.m. next Saturday. Uh, driver's meeting will be at 1 o'clock. Uh, stands will be $15 to get in the stands and it'll be $30 to get in the pits. They'll also have souvenir trailers over there for all your, you know, Chris Madden t-shirts, stuff like that for people that likes to wear these shirts and stuff. Danny, Danny likes wearing them and I like going over there and I always usually take me a 50 or 60, 70 dollars extra to buy him a couple of shirts. Do y'all have shirts? Your team? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, we I'm do. I'm gonna have to invest in one of those. Are we gonna have? To, I'll have to bring them in here for y'all. You do I'll that. have to get y'all sizes right here. Well, extra large. <laughs> All right. You know that. Okay. We'll get you one. All right. We also over there on uh, Saturday they'll have the Thunder Series Late Models, fifteen hundred dollars to win. The Renegade. Boys will be there for six hundred. Extreme four five hundred. Young guns five hundred. Pure stock five hundred. And everybody don't realize this, but see now after that, after this race here on Saturday night and plus practice session, these boys have to stay there all night long getting this track ready for the next night. They will actually have to blade this race track. Sometimes they'll ply it in. With a set of disc hairs behind a tractor, so the next day, whenever they come in there and they start watering that racetrack, it just kind of soaks in and stuff, and then they bring out the packers and they pack it back down. Okay, now on Sunday, Sunday's the big day, March 3rd. Now, wh- where are we talking about? Gaffney. Gaffney, okay. Gaffney. Just make these, sure. these, these boys, as far as Travers Rest and Harris, they kind of wait just a little bit longer before they... Travers Rest will start up, but now Harris will start back up in March. Okay. Harris is a little bit closer north, so it's still a little bit colder up there. Yes, way up 221. <laughs> yeah. But on uh, March 3rd, they have the Southern All-Star Series, $12,000 to win, $600 to start that race. So if you sit here and start thinking about how much uh, Scott Childers and Tony Adair will be paying out this coming next weekend... I hope all these fans get over here and support your local racetrack because these boys, the way I sit here and figured it up, just in first place, the next, uh, those March 2nd and March 3rd, just in first place alone, he's paying out over $21,000. And for a dirt track to be doing that, and much less uh, second, third, fourth, fifth, on further back, if you sit there and start counting that up, it comes up to be almost $75,000. Yeah, and I, I just had no idea that they paid out that much at, at Gaffney or any of these dirt tracks. That's uh... Yes, sir. They're they, they doing a good job as far as uh, bringing the pay scale on up at Gaffney. Plus, he has uh, locked in three Super Series shows there. Uh, I don't know if it's two in the World of Outlaws and one in the Lucas Series or is it vice versa the other way. But to be able to lock those in for a specific date, you automatically pretty much have to put the money up front. Mm-hmm. And these drivers, all they do is come in, race, they leave. Their series make sure that they get their money. Now, these series, that obviously, they're not depending on only the fans, uh, the 
uh, for the purse. I mean, they get the, they're sponsors. They're, yes, sir. They got they got sponsors like Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil. Then you've got the World of Outlaws, which is sponsored by I seen on it. It had Morton Buildings, which is a kind of like a metal building right. company and stuff. Those guys, they do a super job as far as supporting these series and stuff like that. If it wasn't for those people like this, these boys wouldn't be out here racing. I imagine there's a lot of race shops around the country that are Morton buildings. Yes, sir. And uh, do a, a real good job. All right. On, uh, I'd also like to put out our condolences. goes out to the Ginger Owens family. Who lost her life to cancer this uh, past week? She was the wife of Jason, who fixed the racetrack for the last two years. They have two beautiful kids, Jay and JC. And that's really tough because if you look around this, just this table, each one of us has had cancer touch our lives. Yes, sir. And it's an insidious disease that everybody has somebody that, that has. Fallen victim to. Uh, as far as Scott, he has uh, this March Madness race that they've got coming up. They are going to call it Gigi Strong March Madness in honor of Ginger Owens. Very good. Hmm. All right, let's uh, let's uh, let regroup here for just a minute. Uh, Ronnie, did you have any idea? That uh, it there's so much going on at these local tracks that it takes a lot of money to operate those things, and no. you've got to have the outside sponsors because uh, it's just people showing up in the stands uh, not close to enough to uh, pay a purse. Not the not the, to the extent that Alan was just telling us about today. I really didn't think it was that much money. And listen, sponsors are tough to come by in in anything. So to have this kind of sponsorship. Speaks well for the the promoters at each of these individual tracks. Well, you know it's uh, and and you've got so many tracks here in the area. Yeah, with Lawrence and they're and they're all facing the same budget, you know, problems and uh, trying to trying to draw the drivers to come to their track, and uh, you know, and and I guess they try to space it so some some teams can go to more than one more than one track. So. Uh, it's uh, it's a tough, uh, it's it's, it's a, a tough road to hoe. It's a tough road to hoe, and, uh, and and another thing that that I just I'm just not aware of it. I mean, I knew it took some preparation to uh, to prepare a dirt track for a race, but as far as hoeing it up and packing it down and uh, blading it and bleeding it and everything you got to do, that's a just start. <laughs> so the race is over, they got to work all night to get it ready for the next day, and that's. I never dreamed of anything like that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Alan, you got anything else? Uh, like I say, most of the big races going to be going on, like I say, here at Gaffney this coming week. As far as mostly Travers Rest and Harris, they are going to, everybody around here is more or less kind of putting it off because of this weather we have. And we have not seen weather like this around here. I, you know, I, I wasn't aware that South Carolina had a monsoon season. Well, do uh, you know that monsoon actually means rainy season? Yeah. Okay. So, actually, if you say monsoon season, that's kind of redundant. I'm a redundant kind of guy. <laughs> that's from the uh, the redundancy department of redundancy. 
So, Alan, was Gaffney supposed to start this week? Yes, sir. So was, we're supposed to start This would have been the first week. This would have been the first week we're supposed to start up. Uh, Scott usually likes getting a race in on the racetrack to see how the race has weathered over the winter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he's going to get this one. So it's going to be uh, kind of like a shot in the dark coming this coming weekend as far as... Will he open up for any more practice, do you think, earlier in the week? Uh, no, sir. He'll, he'll have his open practice, and he's done called us and pretty much told us that we can actually bring our car, even though we're not scheduled to be on the, on the schedule this coming week at March Madness. Mm-hmm. But as far as open practice, he has called it open practice for all cars. So if the divisions that are not really running there can actually still come and practice to get kind of shake your car down. Okay, and, and that'll help him shake the track down a little bit too, won't it? Yes, it will. Kind of put... Everybody don't realize it kind of puts puts a little bit of rubber into the racetrack. People don't understand that as far as dirt, but it will blacken up. Oh, I know that much I do know. But uh, once it does that, though, they won't go blading it and plowing it again, will they? They will do it that night, and then they will redo it for the next race, the next day. Okay. Well, now sometimes they pretty much start from scratch. They pretty much ever after every race. We or used, after every race night. We used to watch uh, back a long time ago. Old Rock God that used to own that racetrack. When just as soon as the last race was over, you could hear that old Ford tractor his crank up, and he'd pulling it out on the racetrack, and he was blading his racetrack to get it ready. So that if it rained that following week, it would it would kind of hold the moisture into the racetrack. Okay, makes sense. Now we just, uh, we just don't always think about stuff that makes sense. Yeah, I, I honestly, I need to get over there. Yeah, I mean, I need oh, it's, to, it's fun. I need to go over there it's and fun. see, uh, and see uh, what what's going on because it's uh, there's a whole lot more to it than showing up and running a dirt track race. Dirt track racing is so much more sophisticated, and I really gave it credit for. And I appreciate Alan educating me on this stuff, and now he's make, making me want to come see it and get a T-shirt. Well, Barry. Uh, that's highly accurate. And, and, you know, a lot of places, short tracks, not only ruined their show, but they actually paved the, the track to save money. Yeah. It is rocket science. Uh, I learned that through Cotton and some of and Allen uh, at Breakfast Table of what all they had to go through. Now, uh, they were pretty sophisticated back years ago. But maintaining a dirt track uh, with limited attendance because you can't have so many stands, uh, cost-effectively, yeah. they'll pave tracks, mess up the show to save money. Yes, sir. And uh, sometimes we'll drive up there and you'll see them putting water in a water truck and you'll see dish detergent boxes over to the side where they are actually putting dish detergent in the water that they water the racetrack now, with. Now, what, what does that do, Alan? Gives you a nice, clean race. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kind of makes that mud kind of compact and kind of hold together. Oh, okay. You don't have bubbles coming up off the track, do you? Uh, you'll see it. You'll see it out of the back of the water truck. You kind of right? have to, to kind of prepare your car for that, too. Got the Lawrence Welk touch. Yes, <laughs> but uh, But like I said, we can't say enough about the people that work on the racetrack, the people that work in concession stands there that give up their Saturday nights for us to come over there. And, you know, sometimes we... Uh, get a little aggravated over there when we're racing and sometimes we're not the politest persons out there. (laughs) 
Well, you know, we were talking about, you know, uh, I can name a couple of instances, and I think I did a, a week or so ago where I think tracks got screwed up when they paved them. And one of them we brought up was Harris, which went back to dirt. And uh, because Langhorn uh, up in Pennsylvania was dirt. Of course, it was in the suburb of Philadelphia, so it probably wasn't going to last much longer either. But you got a lot of other tracks that um, undoubtedly extended their life, like Greenville Pickens Speedway. I mean, I I don't know that it would have not survived as a a dirt track, but it's certainly going strong as a a paved track. And uh, even Martinsville was dirt for years. And that's the... I noticed that was a trivia question on uh, on some show I was watching last week uh, in preparation for Daytona. That uh, what was the oldest uh, what what's the oldest what track has held a, a cup race or whatever strictly stock you know every single year since NASCAR started and it's Martinsville and Martinsville was dirt till like 1956 so it can be a curse uh, and uh, and kill you or it can be uh, and be a big mistake or it can uh, add to the longevity longevity of the speedway there's uh there's been a rumor going around out here that they're thinking about playing up greenville pickens but i have not had no confirmation of anything like that or you know but i i I certainly hadn't heard anything like that uh, that's what i but didn't they they did a few years ago put dirt on bristol to bring the sprint cars in there yes sir they sure i never had figured out how they made it stick but and it's been uh, 20 years ago they went to the Metrodome, which inside the Metrodome. And then they I said, remember that. They said that they would never have another one there because they had to call the fire departments in to wash the dirt out of the seats that were in the <laughs> <laughs> Well, they also ran for years at the Astrodome when it was new. I mean, they used to have the Astro 500 or something. for, a, And that's when all the big guys like Unser, the Unsers and Foyt and Rutherford and all those guys ran ran midgets bettenhausens and uh uh so that yeah it, indoor racing actually goes back to the 20s uh with uh racing in armory uh they had an armory they used to race in in bronx new york so uh but um yeah greg what i was gonna say they used to race on boards yeah. bricks all kind of things yeah i've seen some pictures of those uh I, they had a special name for the the tracks that were made with with planks. Well, board tracks. Okay, there's. I, I can't remember what. I'll look it up. But there was a lot of them. I mean, they yeah. had one in Charlotte. I mean, they ran speeds, um, a hundred way over 130 miles an hour on little narrow tires with a cloth helmet and no seat belt. I mean, those guys were. You know, you talk about how it's not like it was in the 60s. It's not like it was in the 20s either. No, certainly wasn't. Well, we see that with that great movie, uh, To Please the Lady, with uh, Clark Gable and Barbara Sandridge. Yeah. One, you know, big-name actors, and it, it, it related back to some pretty old days. But we ran a lot on dirt back in the old days. We'd get back from the racetrack, whether we was at Columbia or wherever. First thing Mama done was throw me in the bathtub, and the water would turn red as soon as I hit it. Then she'd have to drain the bathtub again. But her, her job was just to get... Me and Brandy and Daryl cleaned, and I was the world's worst because I was the baby. Uh, that's a factor there, the dust and dirt. Well, it was a good, a good part of it. I mean, I always enjoyed coming home dirty, even going to the midget races out at the airport. But we're going to take our last break right here and come back and uh, continue this uh, stimulating discussion about auto racing. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Parkburg. 
It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I ain't flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John D. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, flat tie. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. So by now you probably know that Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards on East Main Street serves delicious burgers and steaks and has the best pool tables in town. What you may not know is that Steak Horse has recently extended their hours. That's right, Steak Horse is now open 24 hours a day and is even serving breakfast. So now you can enjoy pool tables, dartboards, cornhole, and classic arcade games anytime, day or night. Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street in Spartanburg. Now open 24 hours. I've seen the bookmarks on your computer. Gmail, Google. Where are we? Why are we not bookmark worthy? Go away. Don't talk to me. I hope your car radio explodes. Okay, I take it back. But please, bookmark SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. Welcome back to our final segment of Start Your Engines. I want to, before it gets away from me, thank Lanny McKinney, who runs our uh, website and our podcast and does a fantastic job. Lanny, I know you're, you're, keeping, uh, you're keeping us on the air even when we're off the air, so we appreciate it very much. Um, Alan, what were you saying now about the boys coming up from Florida? Well, down there in Florida, most of the tracks down there are more sandy, and they get they just they just hard to get a hold of, whereas now this coming week, they're going to come up here to Gaffney, and it's going to be red clay, and we're going to have a ton of bite over there, probably. And whenever you have that ton of bite, you've got to either loosen that race car up, or you've got to tighten it up. I mean, these boys, will, these boys have got to be on their A game whenever they come to these different racetracks, which I know most of them's got, you know, they, they visit these racetracks maybe once or twice a year and stuff like that. They can go back and look at their notes and see what they've done. Whereas, like like us right here, we'll go from Gaffney to Harris to Traverse Rest 
whereas them boys will leave here and they may go to Kentucky, they may go to Pennsylvania. And like I said, whenever they drive up there, they got to look and see, and they've got to make they got to make a right decision right off the bat. And I mean that's uh that's pretty hard to do sometimes. Well, but you don't, you don't uh, off the top of your head, you don't think about that much difference. But then when you think about the, all the different kinds of dirt you got all over the country, that's a whole lot different than going from one asphalt track to another. Yes, well, sir. I remember they used to talk about it, and I heard your daddy, Bud Moore, talk about it, sitting out there at the Peach Blossom, about the difference between running Columbia and Spartanburg. Oh, oh. And we're talking about 90 miles, and that was like Columbia. Concrete. Uh, it was uh, a lot of a lot of sand. And then, then like I said, then you've got, you've got a track, the guy that actually preps the track. Sometimes that guy, one week, you might go over there, and don't get me wrong, the guy that fixed it last year, Jason, Sometimes he was my best friend. Sometimes he wasn't my best friend. <laughs> you mean he wouldn't call you up on Thursday night and tell you what he was going to do? Sometimes I'd tell him, I said, boy, last week we was we was running in the mud. This week we're dry. I've got my car set up to be on dry. Now we got to go back and start swapping it over, try to get good for, you know, for a muddy racetrack. There's a lot of nuances to this that I never imagined. But uh, let me touch on a few things here, a little housekeeping that I like to do on the last segment. Um, as far as television, today, I guess we've uh, missed Xfinity qualifying. That was at 9.30. And at 10.30... The, no, uh, no, because don't, don't you remember? He said that they canceled it. Well, that's true. That's right. They did cancel it's it. Ed Clark told us that they canceled it today. So do not go at um, 10.30 expecting to see the truck series qualifying. That's not going to happen. But they are going to run the... Uh, the Xfinity Renee, and I'm not sure what that is. Do you know by any chance? All right. Not. 250, and that will be at 2 o'clock for the Xfinity cars on um, Fox Sports uh, 1, FS1. And I've got a comment here that, of course, I know a lot of people watching the Xfinity race last week were very anxious to see how Jeremy Clements would do. And, I, boy, I tell you what, it was about 50 or 60 laps into the race, and they were... Um, pushing him in the, behind the wall that showed him, and they said, we'll get back and tell you what happened. Well, they never did, but it, apparently it was an engine problem. And, um, I mean, that's what it says here on my sheet uh, for a reason out of the race. But he didn't he didn't get too far, and um, so that was a pretty miserable start for him. In fact, I've got the results right here. Michael Annette won that race, by the way. Jeremy finished 36, and he went 90 laps. So that was a tough outing. Yeah, I, I heard the restaurant this uh, past week from a friend of mine. He said that it was a, kind of like an oil filter problem and really didn't hurt the motor that much, didn't, you know. So whenever you can save that motor, you're you're doing something good there. Well, that's special when you're in Jeremy's position where they're running on a limited budget. Yes, sir. But they're engine people, so I'm, they probably saw that coming and were able to save that engine, I hope. Yep. Uh, and then today at 4 o'clock, um, so according to this, only that's only allowing two hours for the Xfinity race, and I don't see that. But at 4 o'clock, they're scheduled for the Truck Series race, the uh, Gander Outdoors Atlanta 200. So uh, if we can get to 2 o'clock, there should be an afternoon of racing from Atlanta. Let's hope Ed Clark has some good weather for that. As and uh, he also told us that the uh, Cup cars will be out at noon. He hoped. Yep. That at noon, for practice. When the uh, when the fog burned off, he said. All right. So uh, 
Yeah, last week at the Xfinity race, that was won by Michael Annette with Justin Allgaier second, Brandon Jones third, Ryan Sieg fourth, fourth, and Austin Sendrick fifth. And, uh, of course, you can just about repeat that, and that'll be your point standings because it was just the first race of the season. I was rather impressed that uh, Jeffrey Earnhardt ran so well. Yes. He uh, got a rare good ride and uh, showed... Showed very well for himself. And the truck series, the point standings were about to say, and I, we touched on them last week because they ran on Friday night, but it's Austin Hill, Grant Enfinger, Spencer Boyd, Stuart Friesen, and Austin Self are your top five in points there. I will, uh, and then might as well do the cup. So, uh, you know, that's Hamlin, Kyle Bush, Eric Jones, Lo- Joey Logano, and Michael McDowell are your top five. Uh, some other good finishes last week. Ty Dillon in that Geico car. Had an uncharacteristically high finish uh, with a, a sixth. Kyle Larson was seventh. Ryan Priest, I mean, he was amazing in that car from uh, JTG Daughtry Racing, that number 47, that uh, Almondinger raced last several seasons. Uh, he just missed everything. It was like he had a magnetic field uh, opposite polar attraction type thing because uh, it seemed like the seas parted every time they had one of those big wrecks. He missed it. And went right through the middle of it. Jimmy Johnson managed to come home ninth after, at one point, getting the whole rear end of his car knocked off when uh, those they had that pit road crash. Those guys coming into pits, and he didn't have anything but the gas filler sticking out. And you was talking about last week about Jimmy. I just said he caused a couple of wrecks. And he was just coming down pit road. Minding his own business. <laughs> Minding his own business, having a good Daytona Race. Well, his new crew chief can take a bow because they finished on the same on the lead lap and in uh, uh, ninth place. And Ross Chastain, with probably the lowest uh, expectations of anybody there, starting thirty sixth, he came home tenth on the lead lap. So we had some some surprises from the back of the pack, but you can expect that when uh, it's a demolition derby. Okay, one thing I need to mention real quickly. Mention it. The uh, we were trying to. Remember the class of uh, Hall of Famers. Yep. And the one name that we we failed to mention was Lee Petty. Yeah, Lee Petty and was in that second class. We know that because she, this is what she said. A crazy lady called up to tell us that uh, it was Lee Petty because she was there because her father-in-law was getting inducted. That was Greg's lovely wife, Roberta, called to tell us where we were wrong. So we know we got one listener. We got one. That's good, because I know nobody in my my family listens. <laughs> They're all doing something else. They're either in school or at work, so uh, well, my, or in the Marines. My family's at a, a strength competition today. And you're heading that way? As soon as I leave here. Okay. Anyway, Bowling Springs at the right, I know you Horse pick, Strength I, you pick, and Fitness. You, you, pick, you pick some of that terminology up for me, but uh, anyway, she's still listening. But one thing I, I failed to mention, I know we're right at the, at the time, uh... Ed Clark is real good friends with Ernie Smith in that antique rag uh, right. division. We support him. We put uh, the racetrack supports him. But I just want to make it clear that I might as well put Roberto on the back bumper because she finances it. But Ernie, we'll be talking to him here in a couple of weeks. He's got a new car, new stuff. and okay. He runs good. He runs cool. good. I hate that Henry J has been put on the back shelf, but... uh. You know, he's got a new car from what I understand, and uh, 
I think a new car can't be any newer than 1966 or something like that. So it's that a, sounds that sounds right. Somewhere in the late 60s. Um, so that's about it. We uh, really had some good guests today. I hope uh, Greg can uh, do as well next week. And you've told you before, Alan, you feel free to bring on some of these local people. Right. I don't care if it's a track owner or a driver or a, or one of your crewmen or your driver. If, you know, get them on here. Even if I don't race this coming week, I'll probably go over to Gaffney and talk to a few guys over there. And uh, I'd like to invite all the fans to come over. And like I say, it's, it's going to be a... It'll probably be a little bit long race, but you'll get your money's worth. I'd say bring you a seat cushion over there. Now, uh, what kind do they need to go over there? Well, like I said, they're going to start up on, uh, as far as March 2nd, which is next Saturday. They're going to start up. The gates will be open at 11 a.m. Drivers meeting at 1. So if you get in there, say, probably about 1, one you'll be sitting good as far as getting to see practice. Set. They'll start up with practice sessions in all divisions, and then they will line them back up, and they will start either qualifying or they will actually have heat races. A lot of times in our heat races, people don't realize it, that you go up there and you spin a board, and some weeks you might spin a 2, some weeks you might spin a 40. And if you spin that 40, I look at Danny, he comes down pit road and he's shaking his head. That means we're going to start to rear the field. <laughs> well, this just uh, they don't pay passing points? Uh, no, not passing points, but boy. <laughs> but uh, it's easier when you start on that front row every week. Well, um I've got really good news for us. My brother just uh, texted me, and, and uh, he's listening in Charlotte, so we got two listeners. Cool. So uh, some of my family does care. That's right. And I know my daughter, she's uh, she's listening right now, too. Well, actually, uh, we've had Nelson tell us and some other people. There's people uh, literally all over the world listening. We've had military people on bases in Afghanistan, and... Uh, and I think I've heard Nelson. Yep, Nelson says they're Please. listening in. A lot of the people listening in the garage areas on their computers. And if you generally listen to us on your radio, but you're going to be out of town or anything like that, or you know somebody out of town that might enjoy the show, you can go to your app store and download the uh, Fox fourteen hundred app and get us that way. Or you can still get us on the TuneIn app. And don't forget, you can call in the show, too, and ask us anything. We don't care if it's about racing or not. My my cousin Donnie down in Columbia has been threatening to call in and ask Gunsmoke trivia questions. And, uh, <laughs> so come, come, I like that. I know, Greg. Greg's, Greg's a big Gunsmoke guy. Him and, him, him and Bud used to sit there and watch him all night long. So uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to mention one other thing, which has got absolutely nothing to do with racing, was... Uh, I'm a big movie stand, a fan, and my, my favorite channel is Turner Classic Movies. I mean, if, it, if I had to do away with all of them and leave one, I think that's the one I would leave. And I, I don't go to the theater very often, but when I... Um, Cost too much. Well, well, I had free tickets because I gave blood. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody, and I know you oh, saw it. Oh, yeah, it's real good. I mean, I was blown away. I, remember, I was I was singing Queen songs for two weeks. Well, I went out and bought a whole three-disc set of Queen, <laughs> and when I went to Walmart to buy it, they had a big kiosk there with the movie. And I, and I didn't realize this movie's been out so long, but it's out, it's been out, and I've watched it a couple of times, and there's so much on YouTube about it. Yeah, there's one thing where they put the Live Aid concert side mm -hmm. by side with the movie, and it's it's almost dead the same. And what I've also learned about it was they redid the entire Live Aid 
20 minute concert with uh, exactly as as Freddie Mercury and Queen did it. Oh, and, and listen, the the Academy Awards are this Sunday night. That's right. Queen is going to perform. No, they, they changed their mind. Oh, did they? They were going to lead off the show, and they just they, because Adam Lambert from uh, uh, American Idol is their lead singer now. Well, maybe they changed it. The last I heard, they weren't they wouldn't do it because they didn't want to. Because I don't see why you wouldn't do it. None of their songs are uh, are, are you know nominated. You know, as like best song or anything, but Rami Malik plays Freddie Mercury, and he's phenomenal. Okay. He's the only guy that I that I know that's going for best actor. I mean, I've heard of some of the other ones, and it's usually the same cast of characters. And uh, but Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody is up for best picture mm-hmm. and best actor. With this Malik kid, and um, who's not this isn't his first movie. He's been around a while, yeah. So he's. Uh, I'm just looking forward. I hope he won. he's already won the Golden Globe and the SAG Award. So he's won two of the first three, and hopefully he'll win the next one. But we appreciate everybody listening, all three of you. And uh, <laughs> well, if we, you know, if we double our audience, if we double our audience every week, we'll have millions before long. So um, thank you for listening. Let's get out there and enjoy this gorgeous weather, weather Ronnie and Alan yeah. and Greg. And we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. And don't forget to keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Your home for Presbyterian College Blue Host Football is Fox Sports 1400. WSPG Spartanburg. Now on FM at 98.3.